It's Sophia Franklin. You are listening to Sophia with an F. And the F is for phenomenal. (laughs) This podcast is rated F. I was in this deal with this producer. And during the time I was getting out of the deal, legally, I could not release music for like a year. Mm. That was the year Iggy blew up. And that year, I'm not joking, I kept saying, I'm like, I've got to get out of this situation. I'm like, this is me. This This is my moment. I'm supposed to be the little white girl rapper. Sleuths, the weather is getting hotter and hotter, and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live? And then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I'm recording from WTF Media Studios in Los Angeles this time. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. I am with the one and only Chanel West Coast. And I'm hi. I'm so fucking excited. This has been a long time coming. It has. Like the scheduling has been a little hard because we're both kind of busy. (laughs) We're both kind of busy. And I actually showed up here at 10 in the morning. I know I heard. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not even when we were scheduled. Yeah. I think that just like shows how my scheduling is. Yeah. Congrats on the Paramount deal. Hi. Yes. You were, what was it? Rated like top um, 100. It's like the top 40 uh, most powerful women in reality TV. Okay. Yes. I f- that's incredible. Thank you. I know. I I was like, when I I got that little moment. You know, it's not like a Grammy or anything, but I was like, thank you. Somebody's giving me my flowers finally. <laughs> right. I'm like, I feel like I've been on TV so long, and people like, well, you know, make jokes. I I see like comments like, oh, you're 15 minutes of fame. I'm like. 15 years what are you talking about <laughs> like I'm like are you guys delusional <laughs> like how long have you been on TV at this point I started on Fantasy Factory when I was actually only I had just turned like 20 okay because the first I remember our first rap party on Fantasy Factory 
was 21 and up at the venue and i'm like you guys i'm not 21 like Did i need a fake id no they had to like speak to the owner and everything and i had to wear like a little x on my hand because they were like obviously she has to get into the rap party for our show you know right it's been a long time and then ridiculousness was like about 12 years okay so so you've been on television since you were 20 years old yeah like i've basically grown up on tv pretty much insane <laughs> insane yeah. and okay this is gonna be a very selfish question that i swear we'll get into like deep shit how do you get camera ready like how like how like, i take did you a long a time <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest i take a long time to get ready like how long are we talking definitely two hours mm -hmm. yeah i mean it'd be nice if it could like an hour is in like a dream world right but like when you're getting ready especially for me i feel like something always comes up especially now as a mom, but like, I like to just set that two hours of time. So it's like, okay, if I feel like I need to take a bathroom break, if I have to answer a quick call, like, you know, right. if, if you don't set two hours of time to get ready, then you end up late. You know what I mean? 150%. And I think I'm just, it, this is resonating with me because yeah. I'm like, I can get ready in like 45 minutes. I am an hour late to everything. <laughs> I, I cannot get ready in 45 minutes. Yeah. It no. absolutely takes me two hours. But that's why. So like I went through that phase of like realizing, like I was like, I can get ready quick and I'll, I, I can do this quick. And it's like, no, you can't. Like you have to like, just think of like all of the things that can go wrong. And it's like, it's not like I'm negative thinking of all the things that can go wrong. I'm just like, shit will go down. Yes, like on my street, for example, I live on like a skinny street. There might end up being a freaking truck moving and then I'm backed up for 15 minutes. So Thank it's like, you. got a plan to leave ex an extra 15 minutes early just for that. You know what I mean? So you're responsible shit. I try to be, yeah. By the way, congrats on being new-ish mom. Yeah. That's Thank a huge you. deal. It, it is a big deal. And I will say that, so I've always been generally like a responsible person. I, I grew up an only child with a single mom. Mm. So I started working at like 15. I always like did really good at all my jobs. Like I was that person at the job that like, was like the boss's favorite always, you know what I mean? <laughs> that like all the other employees hated. Yes, like, exactly. Okay, like always, they were always like hating on me because the boss liked me the most and right. would be like more lenient with me. So yeah, so I've worked like really hard for a long time and I've always, my mom always, she always like be on time, be on time, mm. be punctual. That's the most important thing. So I really got that from her. But I will say that like, obviously, you know, in my career, I've made mistakes of like we just said, like I'd be like, oh, I could, I'll be ready in 45 minutes, I'll get there. And, and it's like, no, next thing you know, I'm an hour late. And so I learned from those few mistakes and was like, I don't want that to happen because in this business, it's so crazy. Like you can be on time 5,000 times and be late one time. And if the wrong person was in the room, that's and so and they go tell people oh she was late right and then it's like you're known for being late when it's like but i've been on time a million times what mm -hmm. are you talking about so now i'm like extra extra like on top of it and also now being a mom it's like the schedule now a hundred things can go wrong <laughs> yes. i can't even imagine like like getting myself into the vehicle to get to where i need to go yeah there's a million things that could go down having another little human being that i also need to make sure is like alive so and good and <laughs> yeah. happy and the getting car. them dressed all cute too <laughs> you know oh shit yeah we need to talk about this paramount deal yes that was huge that announcement thank you i want to hear all about it more about it i know there's a reality show coming out now yes when does that debut and i need to hear about it so okay it's going to debut uh the top of the new year we don't have like an exact air date yet probably like february okay um, the show's all about my life. Okay. Obviously, I've been on TV for a long time. We, we just mentioned that. But I've never been seen on TV, like, outside of 
really I mean outside of sitting on a couch you know I totally for a while I don't think people even knew my legs worked you know what I'm saying <laughs> so like this show really shows my life outside of the girl you know from ridiculousness like mm -hmm. it shows me as a mother me as a businesswoman as a girlfriend as a friend my friends are on the show they're a big part of the show because they're like my family and it's just getting to see me like on another level that people haven't seen you know right. I've done a, a ton of podcasts I put out so much YouTube content over the years and you know obviously I have super fans who have seen that stuff but like on a grand scale like the the t the tv watchers watch ridiculousness like they haven't seen me in depth like that you know uh-huh so it's gonna be really like another side of me <laughs> which i love which it's it's kind of crazy and i think it's this is especially true for women it's very hard for people to see that they can be multifaceted and they can do different things yeah. and you know what i mean do you think it was hard to like transition from ridiculousness like I know for me personally, and people are always like, stop bringing it up. I don't give a shit. It's my history. Like the old show I was on, Call Her Daddy, like I'm still trying to differentiate this show and myself yeah. from that show, you yeah. know? No, it's a it's a struggle because like people get used to you for one thing, you know? Totally. And, and what's crazy is like I got on TV with Rob through my MySpace music page. Like, wait, I'm sorry. Okay. It makes I me sound know. like a dinosaur. I know. No, I was on MySpace. I fucking love that shit. And you got to pick your song and put your top five <laughs> favorite people, which is really <laughs> fucked up if you think about it. I used to feel so much guilt like for my top friends. I'm like, because I literally put it in order of like, that's my bestie, bestie. Right. That's my bestie. <laughs> That's my kind of best friend. That's my, you know, and like I literally did it like that. And then I would like get that vibe from people like, damn, like they're more important than me. Like, right. And then would you like switch it around too? I would. I like, would kind of like, you know, like let me give y'all all, all a, a taste of number one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, MySpace, like I started there with music and I always wanted to do music. I never dreamt of doing reality TV. That wasn't like even a thought for me. Even though I love reality TV, I didn't want to be like a reality star. And then Rob asked me to be on his shows and that kind of just happened. And I've always wanted to be seen first and foremost as an artist. It's really cool to be famous and get paid to laugh and just be funny on a show. But like when you've spent your whole life at like working on a craft, you're like, I'd rather be known for like my craft, like right. what I'm actually good at. Right. And what's funny is like I've had a lot of hate for my music and stuff. because People are like, oh, just stick to TV. Just be the TV person. And I'm like, I like if you knew me since growing up, like kids who went to school with me and stuff like I was known for being like that girl who does the talent show that girl who's in drill team dance team orchestra like all these things I did performing art stuff and it's what I really do it's like that's my passion and right. so that has been such a big struggle to like be seen for for that and to be seen as an artist when people just see me as Chanel from ridiculousness right. so it's been a long a long journey and that's mm -hmm. why I'm like so excited for the show because the show shows that side of you yes it shows a whole nother side of me and also like you know it's funny because i i keep making the joke i'm like i should have had a show eight years ago when my life was like crazy like i was opening <laughs> literally opening for little wayne cardi b i was doing songs That's with insane. snoop like doing all this crazy shit and like i wish that all of that was documented and well, the world got signed, to see it you were signed to lil wayne's like um record right so, label so i was with young money and that's like a whole long story. A whole different, okay. It's a whole long story, like complicated thing. Basically, to make it short, I've had very bad luck. Mm. I've had very bad luck. That's just what it is, just very bad luck. But I've also had good luck, you know, like here we are. Right. <laughs> like, but 
um, I think with my music career, I've had just like a lot of bad luck and like a lot of things didn't like fall into the right places at the right time. Right. And I think life is a, like a lot about timing. That's what I'm realizing. And I think now. Now's the time. Now's the time. And this show I think is going to really finally help with people see me in a different light. And just like with you, with this podcast now, you know, like people are gonna right. see like, you're not just that show. And like talk about sucking dick. Like, like people <laughs> yeah. like, people will still come up to me and say super sexual shit, which I don't give a shit, I love that. Or like see me as this sex kind of icon thing. And I will talk about sex. Like I have no issue. I think it's yeah. great to talk about it. I don't really talk about it anymore. Like it's been years. Yeah. So it's kind of funny when people are still like that gluck gluck and like I'm <laughs> yeah. like okay, like dope. But were you allowed to work on your music while you were doing ridiculousness? So I was. You know, ridiculousness is a lot of episodes, a lot of filming, but it was actually really condensed the way our filming schedule was. So it still kind of permitted me the time to work on my music. I will say because of our filming schedule, I missed a lot of opportunities. I missed- You were probably exhausted well, also. That too. Like I actually look crazy in like our first two seasons of Ridiculousness <laughs> because back then I would like go to the studio and be like at the studio till 5 a.m. And I'd be right. like, it's cool. I'm a rock star. I'll go film tomorrow. And I didn't realize like you look crazy because you got no sleep. So you got these crazy bags. Yep. And so like I was filming all the time, like running on no sleep. And then I started to learn, okay, we only film when we've gotten like that real beauty rest. You know right. what I mean? But, and um, you can only keep up that lifestyle for so long. Trust me. Like, it's only now yes. that I'm like, okay, bitch, you have to sleep at least five hours. Yes. Like, at least. No, I used like, to be no sleep. Let's just go, go, go. I'm, yeah, no, that's how I've always been. And, like, I realized, like, I'm like. It doesn't work. You look, well, you, like, that's why they call it beauty rest. You literally look prettier when you're well rested. You know what I'm saying? A million percent trust. Yeah, so, so I worked on my music all through being on Ridiculousness and... I did a lot of cool things in the midst of being on Ridiculousness. But like I said, like they weren't documented and seen on that mainstream level mm -hmm. like that show was. My music career has kind of been overshadowed by that. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. I think it was such a huge fucking show. Yeah. Even though music is where like your passion is and what you're really, really good at and love, you're probably like, oh shit, this show is fucking taking off and is huge and you know I'm getting paid whatever yeah and you were how old when you started ridiculousness you were 20 when you were on tv yeah when I started fantasy factory and then I was like 23 or 24 it's like kind of a blur this whole like I was like 23 I think when I started uh yeah, ridiculousness yeah 23 24 I mean me when I signed for to do call her daddy like yeah. under barstool like I just signed like I didn't even give a shit really like what anything said because you're getting paid a certain amount of money you're getting this certain amount of promotion yeah. and it's I could see how maybe you weren't even putting as much time and love into music right exactly yeah like I well I think that's what it is too it's funny because you know especially coming I don't come from money or anything and like I've always had this dream of doing music and so you know, you have that dream of doing music and making the career out of it and making money. And that's also a, a big driving factor in writing music. It like it, it makes you want to go hard. And so I will say being on Ridiculousness and having this great income, I, I think I got a little comfortable, you know, and it's, totally. it also puts you in a different place of like, 
what do I write about now that I'm not struggling the way I used to be? Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's a and great point. Sometimes it's that pain and that struggle that really brings out the best music. And so despite being comfortable financially, the things I would write more about are obviously, you know, like love, you know, heartbreaks and right. that type of stuff. But I do think that the overall drive maybe wasn't as much there because I did have this comfortable like day job. You know what I mean? Which we can call it comfortable, but I didn't come from money either. Yeah. Single mom. I was raised like you got to work. No one's going to take care of you. Yeah. And so it's like we're in a, you know, in a headspace where it's like, oh, no, I'm going to work my ass off. And if the check is great, like I I need that. Right. Yep. Like there's nothing to fall back on. Yeah. But that's interesting that you say that about because rapping it's usually, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say usually because now I'm thinking about Drake and like Drake isn't talking about his struggles <laughs> growing up. I, really. I, like, yo, I love Drake. I, it's so funny. I hope he gets another <laughs> Google alert. I'm going to look right into the camera on this one. <laughs> I hope he gets another Google alert. He has to by now because every interview I've ever done, I'm they, like. Someone brings him up or you do? I'm always like, that's who I want to collaborate with. I want to collaborate with Drake. Like, Drake, I, look I at say it all the time, right? <laughs> Don't hate me for saying this though, Drake. I will say I definitely struggle more than Drake. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like just from what I've heard about his life and like his upbringing and like I know his background. Like, you know, I, I researched the artists I like. Mm -hmm. I will say I think I, I struggled a little more even than Drake. <laughs> I, no, listen, I just remember watching him on Degrassi. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and assume. Yeah, you probably did. You know what we need to do? We need to like fuck your life up. That's what we need to do. Dude, it's so <laughs> like, sad to say. Go out tonight with me and you'll you will be depressed you will never be no i'm just kidding but. no no but like i feel what you're saying that's like that's literally like sometimes what you need is to you know like sometimes that turmoil you do. sometimes you do but then there's like a way to channel like that other side you know where you don't need that but i totally see where you're coming from and i feel like the music industry i talk about the entertainment industry as a whole and how it's like cutthroat and you can't trust anybody and da -da -da. Yeah. Look, you've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. 
and use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. The music industry and in the genre you're in, and as a white and you were blonde. I mean, you're so yeah. blonde. A little, you're kind of doing a like, little. It's this is my natural hair color. It's I like, love it. It's gotten very dark. It used to be more dirty blonde. Now it's like it's brown. Okay. It's like a. I like it on you. A light brown. You can do the brown <laughs> and the blonde. Thank you. I had bright blonde extensions, and that was not the look for me at all. But but that's great. You can do both. Me, I was about to like go on a spiral talking about hair color. No, but actually, let's go into that for a second. Do you feel like? people treat you a little bit like you're smarter now that you're not blonde because I feel that way I don't I actually really resonated with you because in that um I think it was published in Variety Mm. right that article and you said people just see me as this girl that laughs right and your laugh became this very distinct thing that you were known for my voice I sound I know how I sound like valley girl like everything sounds like a question and like you know like I sound like a fucking like out of a I don't know what was Lizzie McGuire I don't think she ever talked like that I don't know what I'm saying but very valley girl kind of whiny and no one has ever really taken me seriously hair color or not so I really resonated with you yeah going from blonde to brunette no I don't think that helped really that's so Mm -mm. crazy because like I felt like as soon as I wasn't blonde I already started to notice the difference like I'm not joking and so I think with the blonde hair too it was like very like cookie cutter all-american white girl Mm -hmm. but then as soon as I had dark hair like I noticed people like what are you are you like Italian (laughs) or like I can rock with the dark hair for a while I like it (laughs) I fucking love that that's so and it also depends where you are right because we were talking about Utah earlier, where my whole family's from. Yeah. My mom was born and raised in Argentina. Um, and it's like in Utah, in high school, I was the most Spanish, Latina girl like you've ever met. And then I come to LA or I moved to New York and it's like white, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it literally also who you like surround yourself with and where you are. Yeah kind of it doesn't determine but it's how people will like perceive you yeah but I like the I like both hair colors on you thank you they they both look great where was I going before that I had a really good point so sorry I'm the one who got it no no no. I think that was a great point oh in the article the the laugh right yeah and I can't imagine being in this music industry and coming from that right and people perceiving you that way and making it. Because how many, let's pretend you're still blonde, which you're not. It's like Iggy Azalea. And I'm not putting you in that box, but yeah. like that's how people maybe would. Do you get annoyed when people compare you to her? Because that's not what I'm doing. Well, like, I'm le- not comparing you to Iggy Azalea, you- just so everyone knows. So like, let I'm me not- give you insight onto like the bad luck I was talking about with my music career. So I was in a deal a production deal with a really big producer who like he produced mega hits. I don't want to fully get into that, but does it rhyme with Lil Wayne? No, I'm no. Just- <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was in that. That was before that. So I've like I've had my share of bad deal situations. So I was in this deal with this producer, and I had to get out of the deal. 
And during the time I was getting out of the deal, legally, I could not release music for like a year. Mm. That was the year Iggy blew up. Oh, And that year, God. I'm not joking, I kept saying, I'm like, I gotta get out of this situation. I'm like, I gotta, I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, because I kept being like, she's gonna take my spot, she's gonna take my spot. And like, yo, no disrespect to Iggy, hustler, like, I get it. But like, when it comes down to the realness, of the situation like I'm a little I'm a little white girl that grew up in LA listening to Tupac smoking blunts <laughs> like right. I was like I, I was not in Australia hopping around with kangaroos <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> like I was like this is this is me this is this is my moment I'm supposed to be the little white girl rapper you know right and I got so frustrated by it but then like I said I've learned now years later and I'm, I'm I like Iggy her music's dope you know back then though I was like you were like losing my mind oh my god and that's so crazy that labels even like have that in a contract like your lips are sealed and yeah. you cannot release anything no, for it, a year. it was like well because it was because I was getting out of the deal so like my lawyer was like you can't legally release anything right now because of like you know the whatever the complications and so like I was like stuck just like I felt like I was in jail you know yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like I can't release anything and like this girl's beating me to the punch and you know there should be a space for all of us but let's be There's honest not. people try to be like oh well like Iggy's already the white girl in yeah. the game so we don't need Chanel now and like that is kind of how the industry works even totally. though it shouldn't be like that and there should be room for all of us to all have a space but so that's that's what I was like so stressed about back then. I know I'm like fuck. I should have said trigger warning before I said her name. No, it's I'm all good. Like, no, no, I don't no like. Idea. I'm like I don't. I'm not like some like Iggy hater, you know. But like yeah. that's an example though of like things that I I had to deal with and people comparing me and it's like I don't the I, comparison thing. Yeah, it's like, like I don't want to be compared, you know. Like also I I also sing and that's like another difference, you know. Like I. I'm not just rapping like I can sing my own hooks too right which a lot of rappers don't do which by the way my cousin and I we were, we were getting ready this morning at 9 a.m for the 1 p.m recording <laughs> <laughs> also I shouldn't be getting ready at 9 a.m for a 10 a.m recording but that's a different story she got started at like <laughs> 15 <laughs> but we were listening to your music and you're extremely talented thank you extremely I know you said you were listening to Carl that's an old song I know I know I said that and you just double tapped a little I, heart I'm I like sound okay. 12 on that song like but your <laughs> lyrics and like the way you rap like Thank you're you. very talented. Thank you. So in this new album, what is it going to be? Like how different? So it's going to be really different. My new album, um I started recording it actually during the pandemic before I was a mom, actually before I met my boyfriend and like you know, we were all I don't know what your relationship status was, but like pandemic hit. And if you were single, it was like the loneliest freaking time of mm. life. And I know so many single lonely people that were just like, this is so depressing. And, yeah. and so it was like a lot of emotions, a lot of these like a time to yourself. Yes. And time to bully people online. Yeah. But a, it was a lot of emotions at that time. Yeah. And so I really got like more um, like more emotional, I guess you could say. I've made love songs and like a couple sad songs before, but for the most part, my songs were all like, Carl and like 40 yard dash and like these very like upbeat like happy party songs this album you're gonna hear like deep deep like you're gonna hear that girl it's so crazy it's like it's literally the girl before I found like love and had a baby like it was wow. like this lonely kind of I like I say in my song California State of Mind I'm like broken hearts and broken dreams is all you'll find in California it's literally like that's like kind of the essence of the album is like so many so many, you know, broken dreams, so many 
uh, failed relationships. Yeah. So many, like this is a city where it's like we come here to like follow our dreams, but like just know when you come here to do that, like there is going to be a lot of heartache and a lot. That's what this album is like talking about a lot. And it's a lot more singing. It's like more pop rock vibes. Still like the swagginess because like hip hop is what I That's love. You. But it's it's very different. And I think that a lot of people who have heard it compare it to like a female Post Malone vibe. Okay. So, um, it so sounds yeah. great. It sounds genius. Thank you. <laughs> no, it does. It if, does. If anybody says the word genius when talking about my album, I'll be so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it just happened. Here we fucking go. No, I think that that concept is just really really smart yeah so during the pandemic and also i feel like during the pandemic you if you're not in a relationship well everything comes to the surface yeah this shit you've been you know keeping yourself busy with work and not paying attention to hi it's here now because you're sitting at home all yeah. day and you know so i think that's such an interesting thing but you now you're still with your boyfriend you yes. found love yes. in a hopeless place that is rihanna i do know that one <laughs> yes i found love in a hopeless place literally. i'm like you should use that one for your that, album you're like be a theme song for my freaking tv show <laughs> <laughs> but how did that happen because girl i'm 31 and i am i want i want the marriage i want the kid like i want the whole thing and this is new news like this is just up until I don't know last month that I decided that <laughs> so, like new. No, so, so for everyone, hi. Yes, now I am ready for that. No cheating, no being shady, no. Uh, I can talk about sex, and if you can't deal with that, fuck you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> like my boyfriend is like really hot, and I feel like people will like ignore what I'm about to say because they're probably like, yeah, right, bitch. No, I looked him but up. I've never cared about looks at all I've always been such a personality person and like that's what really draws me in and my boyfriend when you don't like when you first meet him he's very reserved he doesn't show his personality at first so we we met a long time ago and it was like oh this hot model guy but like oh like I don't know if I like the personality <laughs> enough yet you know but I didn't know him yet and so during the pandemic I was filming a music video and the model we had like flaked last minute we're like he got covid for sure <laughs> we're like nobody just flakes last minute like like that you know and so um so i knew dom and i was like i i know this model guy let me see if he's available hit him up he came to the video and again it was like everybody's like oh my god he's so hot and i'm like yeah he is really hot and like of course you get like the crush feeling but what did you guys have to do during the video? Like, did you have to kind of? We had to do like, you know, like the a very romantic scene, like okay. kind of kissing and getting all like touchy feely. And I was a little nervous, but we didn't, there was no like mental connection yet. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It was like, okay, yeah, he's just, he's a hot guy. And like, yeah. I've met a lot of hot people, but like. Don't you kind of write off hot guys a little bit? Yes, I do. Right? And I feel bad, but now I realize that's what I needed to not do mm. because I was like, okay, let me just give this guy a chance. Like, it's literally pandemic. Like, it's like, what else we got to do? <laughs> like, you know, nothing. Why not? <laughs> so, let's like, fucking go. So, <laughs> me and him, um, we actually had to reshoot part of the video because of like whatever. It came out stupid. And so I asked him, I'm like, hey, can you come for another reshoot? And so on the reshoot day, it was like a date because we were at the arcade in the bowling alley. So it's like we're playing all these games to get content for filming, but we're like really playing. Got it. And like really like, so it was literally like being on a date while filming. And so I'm kind of happy that like we had that whole day because we started talking more and I started to get to know him. I'm like, oh, this guy's actually really smart. Mm. And 
there's a lot more depth to him than I thought there'd be. And when you see somebody that hot, you're like, he hooks up with everybody for sure. Or you can't trust him. Yes. I'm like, oh, this is definitely the type of model guy that's like hooking up with every girl in LA. And like, he's literally the opposite. He's so focused on just like, he does real estate also. He's so focused on his career and like health and fitness. Like, Getting to know him, I'm like, oh my, like, then I was like, this is the man of my dreams, you know? But, like, the old me, like, if, like, somebody didn't, like, entertain me right away, wouldn't have been interested. Right. It was just, like, the perfect time. Because now you're looking for something a little bit different. Yeah. Well, right? that, too. Like, also, especially with, like, everything that was going on in the world at the time, it's, mm -hmm. like, there's so much, like, negativity and chaos. And to find somebody who was just such a positive person and so stable, it was, like, this is refreshing, you know? That's key. I love that you use the word stable. And I'm not saying you're yeah. not stable yeah, yeah. and I'm not stable, but <laughs> I do think that I really need a dude that can kind of just bring me down to earth a little bit. That's what he did for me. Okay, good. Because I could tell, me and you were very similar. I could tell, like, yeah, yeah, before yeah. me and Dom were together, like, I had actually, and this is another thing, too, you reach that point of, like, I'm comfortable being single. Like, I love it. Like, I was literally in Tulum. I was listening to my girlfriend, like, argue with a boyfriend, and I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, laying there, like, okay, when are we going to dinner? Dude, isn't that the... Oh and my I'm like, god, I can picture it. You're like sipping on your margarita yes. like, couldn't be me. Yeah, and I was like <laughs> in that moment of like, I'm so happy I'm single. Like I can just do whatever I want on this Mexican vacation yes. and not have to worry about a crazy boyfriend, you know? And so I had finally like reached that point where I was just like, I'm comfortable. I like being a single, you know, boss lady. And then it's like, I finally get comfortable being single and lonely and this person like falls out of the sky type thing, you know? It always fucking happens like that. Okay, well, I'm out here thirsty as shit asking, <laughs> so, asking someone to marry me. So maybe I need to like do that, it. I was too though. There was episodes of Ridiculousness where I literally like every chance I could get, I had, you I was like, why am I not married yet? Like, why has someone not proposed? And Rob was like, this is your chance. Tell the world what you're looking for. And I'm like into the camera like, where's my man? Yeah. Does nobody see the value here? Like, what's up? Okay, and the fact that didn't work, it means I need to switch up how I'm trying to do it too. I'm just gonna get comfortable. And were you 100% comfortable in that singleness era? At the end of it, yeah. Like, I've always been like, I think from growing up being like an only child with a uh, single mom, like I've always kind of craved like, just more attention, more of like a family, more like love, you know? So I think that always made me the type of girl, it's like, I need a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But then like after really shitty relationships, I became like, oh my gosh, like. Stone cold yes. killer. Yes, that, that's yeah. when you're just like over it. And it's like, okay, nothing can hurt me anymore. I just wanna be single and have fun and like l enjoy my freedom. And so I, I finally had got there and yeah, it's like, I finally enjoyed being single and like. Right. Now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now you're not. excited about this one guys i'm getting in my grown woman bag i'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because i've been investing in myself and in my kitchen i used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware i could possibly find and mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. 
you are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Because I feel like I turned myself into this like made of stone type thing. Like yeah. obviously I have feelings. Obviously I get hurt. But I'm so I have such a wall up to make sure that like it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Like how are you able to make the switch? Like how are you able to let him like actually bring your walls down? You know. Man, I mean, I did guess you even have your walls up or just instantly did no, you guys I, have that connection? I, I did like. Like I said, I thought like, oh, this guy's probably hooks up with everybody. Right. And it's like, I'm already like not giving the person a chance. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before I like know anything. He hasn't anything. even said anything. <laughs> Literally. Like, You're hot, therefore. Yeah. And yeah. so like, it's like, I think I did kind of close off people and maybe not, I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But like, I had just through that time in the pandemic had so much time to self-reflect. And it was like, let's just like, take. I literally remember saying, being like, let me just like go on a date with him mm -hmm. and like see what happens. Just try it. And like, let's just see what happens, you know? Cause it's like the, the, the connection wasn't there at first other than like how hot he was. And after I like 
a few dates and really getting to know him, it was like, oh shit, I'm so happy that I like took the time to do this because you're yeah. literally like the man of my dreams, you oh know? Oh my God. You were telling me earlier like, you just knew he was the one yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. Obviously not right away. <laughs> You're yeah. like, who, who is this bitch? Um, it's just, he's just very like sweet. I tell his mom all the time because like he had a single mom also. And I'm like, what did you do? Like I, need, like, I need to know like what you did. If I ever have a son, I'm like, I need you to tell me like what you did because like he is just so respectful of women and just that. so like, you know, like you can just tell like his mom raised him right. And and like he he's a, a good, a genuinely good guy. Like he's not your typical L.A. guy. Yeah. Which is yeah. it's which know. seems terrifying. I think. Well, there's two things. I think Los Angeles specifically seems really scary. Like your album that you're about to come out with, like it, this city scares me. No, that's what like it's talking about. Like, I feel like I don't want to scare a bunch of girls too. When they hear my music, they're gonna be like, dang, like, do I just go to Hollywood and like get my heart broken and like, mm -hmm. and like have all these failures, you know? Like that's not it, but it's it's kind of like, in a weird way, like it's like it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city still, it is, you know. It is. It's like you come here and like yeah, like you're gonna have your heart broken a few times and maybe, uh, have a few failures, but like this is also the place where your dreams will come true if you if you stick it out type thing, you know. Right. Which I just completely contradicted myself, which is my favorite thing to do in the whole world <laughs> and do it within one minute. But it scares me. I think just because maybe it like makes me like my insecurities flare up a little bit yeah which is like me just being real but I also think there can be the a type of person that wants to be famous and I'm not that's not yeah like my personality I mean I think everyone maybe a teeny tiny bit like when I was little I was like oh my god I want to like be singing yeah but there's a certain type of person and not everyone falls into this category at all you loved music, like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was working at Morgan Stanley and being a receptionist. So I, I was a receptionist I... before too, girl. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> wait, we must have killed it at being receptionist. I was the best receptionist. I worked same. at a real estate company. Okay, same. <laughs> I, was, I was the fucking best. But I think, I did like a little mini episode on this and I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of shit, but I think narcissism is a very, uh, what's the word common trait yep. in this industry like am I crazy for saying that you know why it's not crazy to say that because because it's true well through talking <laughs> through talking to like friends about like their maybe narcissistic ex or whatever and we're talking about like what narcissism is and as I'm like talking and like hearing it like I literally start to think to myself am I narcissistic because like All I kind of focus on myself too <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and so like I started to think that and I'm like, oh my God, like it's it's a natural thing to just like For sure. a little narcissistic because it's like You have to. You have you you know what I mean? Like it's like you're here the the job is you. You're pushing you as the talent, as the business, as you know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're not focused on you, then like you're not focused on your business. You know what I mean? Yes. And you have to be self-obsessed enough and I'm gonna make this sound so bad I don't give a shit like to constantly be promoting yourself yep and like that's not even me loving on myself like half the time I put shit out there I'm like that is so cringe and I'm gonna <laughs> pretend I didn't just press post but like yeah. it's just part of it but the whole reason I bring that up is if you're living in a city where a lot of people have those tendencies it just to me it seems scary to date here 
It and is. you basically confirmed it. No, no, it really is. Like how, like how long were you on the dating scene? So, I mean, I w- that's the funny thing too. I was like, I'm not like I like I wasn't dating for a while. I was like literally like. Oh, you were really being like, single. I was like single, like celibate, like oh yeah okay. for a while. Like I'm like you know because I've always been so just like focused on my music and like. That's the thing, like I'm filming ridiculousness so much. So then when I'm not filming, okay, let's focus on the music, 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 music. And then it's like, I'm working so much. Then like when I finally have downtime, I'm like, I just want to chill at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like I wasn't even getting out enough to like meet somebody, right. you know? It's like, it's hilarious that I ended up meeting my man through through work, through work, through having him <laughs> in my music video, you know, that goes to show how much I focus on music that it, it took my music to find the guy, right. you know? And it wasn't even supposed to be him. The guy called in sick and yes. then he showed up. Yes. So you when know. you say single, you mean like, because when I say single, that means I'm fucking. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> no, like, so when you say single, I was like, celibate. I was boring single. Okay. I was like a nun, like, a, like a, I was like a bad nun that like, that like also, kinda... you know, that also parties and smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but no sex though. Not really. No. Also, my mom was living with me for a couple years. Oh, okay. I like on my MTV Cribs episode, I made that joke. Like, you know, when they're always like, this is where the magic happens. And I was like, oh, it's so And funny. I like showed my room and I'm like, well, this is my room and no magic happens here. Cause guess what? My mom sleeps right below me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like the walls are thin as paper in my house. So I also think that like, you know, obviously you could go like hook up at the guy's house, but like it was never like never would think of like, oh, let me bring a guy back to my Hell house no. with my mom there. No. Like, you know, but like it was the pandemic. It was hard times. Mom came to live with me because we were both so lonely. And so and the pandemic was like, I just remember when it first started happening and I was in New York and my whole family's in Utah. And I was like, I don't really understand. Like, I don't get what's happening. Right. Like either. we had no idea. It was scary, though. It like, was terrifying. The first couple days of the pandemic, I was one of those people that was like, clean all the doorknobs, clean everything. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, I had all of the cleaning supplies just like in a circle on the table, just like ready to spray things at all times. <laughs> and then like after this is what happened. I heard a commercial. Oh, shit. That really. I don't want to get into conspiracies. No, let's just do it. But There's, I heard a commercial is not blind, by the way. <laughs> But you heard that conspiracy, right? I have right? not heard that you one, haven't? but that's a bad one. Oh my God, I think sh- that's mean. When no, somebody struggle their whole no, life, no, no. Being I blind, think Shaq like, like did an interview where he said that like Stevie walked into an elevator and was like, "Hey, what's up, Shaq?" to him, and he's like, "Wait, how did you know?" <laughs> or like some shit like that. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? That the, the um, pandemic, and you saw this commercial. Oh yeah, so I saw this commercial. I actually didn't see. I'm in the middle of cleaning because <laughs> I'm still in my paranoid phase. <laughs> And I'm like cleaning and I hear a Burger King commercial and it was like, right now, like uh, America needs you to sit on your couch. And I was like, huh? And I'm like, okay, there's a difference between like staying inside and sitting on your couch. And like, it just hit me in that moment. I was like, that's weird. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, stay oh, on your couch is like making people lazy and like not do anything. And like, you know what I mean? And like, so it was, so the commercials basically, it was like a, it was a way of saying stay home, like stay put. Yes. But thing, the way but they said stay, stay on, on your couch bothered me so bad. I can't. creepy as shit. That's what I said. I was like, stay on your couch. Stay on your couch. That's it, like, get on your knee. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I don't it was know, very like, wrong. it was very like trying to brainwash you to be lazy type thing. I don't know. I can't explain it. And then I was like, what's really going? on here like why do they want people to stay on their couch like that's right. weird and then I just started feeling like it was maybe a weird like control thing I do believe the pandemic was obviously real very atrocious thing to happen to our world yeah. but I think it was like hyped up on another level you know when I lost my taste buds right did that happen to you like did you get COVID so I'm one of the people that got COVID before the pandemic and like, I literally didn't know what was happening. I thought I was dying. I thought what? I needed to go to the hospital, but I hate hospitals. So I like refused to go. And I was like, oh, no, this is the funniest thing. I thought I was like, I thought I had partied like myself to death. <laughs> I was like, no, this is a sign from God. I'm partying too much. <laughs> That's literally what I thought, you guys. I was like, this is this is my sign from God to get sober, get it together. And I was like, I no, always... but you have COVID. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I literally was like no this is like a real sign and it's like because it was like the weirdest sickness right you know I felt so tired and dead and like yeah and it was there's crazy. always that like little bit of guilt right when you're partying so I feel like when you're down bad you're like no I swear to god yeah. I will get it together yeah. this time yeah that is but I had scary it but really way funny. before I knew what it was though so like I actually think because of how bad I had it, if I would have known what it was, I might have been like one of those people like psyched myself into dying. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. Been like, oh my God, like I'm going to die. And then I would have died. But I didn't know. So I just like thugged it out like it was a, a regular flu, you know? Right, right. And so then how did you find out later? Just when you heard all the symptoms, when more people started getting it? Okay, so once they closed down, I was on set for Ridiculousness. Okay. And I came in the room and... Like, if you know Rob Deerdeck, this guy will work through anything. They have to be dropping a nuclear bomb for, yeah, I mean, for us to stop filming. Right. Okay? How many episodes would you guys film a day? Uh, six in a day. I think they're doing more now. No. Okay. Um, but I don't So know. he will work through anything. Work through anything. So when they came in the room and He's they- like, what the fuck is COVID? Get yeah, out of here. Exactly. <laughs> so they come in the room, they're like, we're shutting everything down. Like, we got to go home. It's like a worldwide pandemic. And I was like, what? And then I was like, what? what's going on? And they start telling me, like, about the symptoms and as, as like the producers tell me I'm in my head like I just spread this to like a hundred people I'm like I'm I'm a super spreader like, and I was like oh my god like that's what I had and it right. hit me and I knew like okay that's what I had and then I got the COVID like the one where you lose the taste and the smell mm -hmm. but I didn't really lose my taste it was the smell okay and so the, this is the funniest story so that one though, I had no symptoms like the first time. Mm -hmm. No symptoms, didn't even feel sick, but I go, my, my, I, I guess it's fine. This is like, everybody talks about everything. So I, my little cousin came to town to visit, you know, I was trying to be the cool big cousin and I was like, hey, you want me to get you some good weed? <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, right? I thought you were about to say some like crazy no, shit. Like I gave like, everybody no, COVID and no, I gave it to so, my cousin. So I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'll get you some good weed. Like I got you. So I get like four different types of weed. Mm -hmm. I go to open the first jar, I smell it and I'm like, doesn't even smell like anything. What the hell? Like this weed sucks. Oh like, shit! Next. And I go to open the next jar, and I'm like, dude. I was like, this. Like, it was a new store I went to. I was like, this store sucks. I was like, their weed smells like air. And then I open the third one, and still no smell. And they're like, and this one's like the triple, like OG, like straw. And I'm like, and it hit me. I was like, that is. I'm like, I can't oh. smell. Oh my gosh! If my cousin hears this, she's gonna freak out because I never told them. 
I just like played it. And I'm not joking. I never told that to listen. So you're like, your shit, your fucking weed sucks. What is this? I never told them. Oh my gosh, she you sees couldn't. this. She's like, you could have killed us. So literally, you guys, I'm driving my little cousin around with her boyfriend, and, I, and we're in the car, and I rolled down all the windows, and I'm like breathing out the window, like. <laughs> Because I like knew I'm like I have COVID But like I don't want them to get it You know Well that's the other thing Like <laughs> that's the funniest shit I can just imagine Like in this store Like for real Like every single thing They hand Yeah you. I was like every weed I was like they none of them Have a smell And like the funniest thing too I think my little cousin Might have also had it Because <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got Chick-fil-A And you know how they have Like the really Like their drinks there Are so sweet And she gets her Freaking sweet lemonade drink And, and she's, she's like, like This what the heck? It doesn't even taste like anything. And then I was like, oh my God, she doesn't taste. I can't smell. Like, you guys are just complaining about every single thing all day. But no like, taste, no smell. But that was like the weird thing because I had the first one that was like death. And then wow. this one, no symptoms, nothing. But then like I knew, oh, I have COVID because I can't taste. Or, I mean, I can't smell. Can't smell. I had the can't taste i had been working like two days straight and i was so fucking hungry i like can't even put it into words yeah i order mcdonald's that was the only thing that was open i get it delivered and i remember like biting into this big mac and i'm like ready i'm like i'm not the big mac and i'm gonna have like the one dollar mcchicken those are so fucking good and then the front and i couldn't taste any of it and i wasn't <laughs> thinking covid and i kept taking bites and i was like what is happening and then it like dawned on me and that freaked me out though yeah that's like a creepy feeling no it, it, that's how i felt with the smell thing too like it, it was kind of scary the funniest thing too like that day i had just got like all new like bath stuff like toiletries oh, shit. and i was like excited to like take a shower with like my new lavender thing and i'm like dude i can't smell anything and i started to just get like paranoid like am i gonna lose my sense of smell forever yes oh my god same i was like oh my god is this gonna be forever and yeah. like i'll never be able to taste a big mac like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. like this is horrible so then how long did you have to take off from ridiculousness during the pandemic we took off not that long we were like one of the first shows rob was like yeah he's one of those people he's like as he's soon like, as like sit a foot away from each other and we're good to go yeah like that that's literally like they put me and sterling six feet away from each other and it was like this is dumb our freaking dressing rooms are closer together but whatever um <laughs> <laughs> literally like but yeah so we started filming again like before any other show like oh shit like no shows had started filming again got it Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? 
Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. How do you have a baby, a TV show, and an album all coming out like roughly around the same time it's a lot oh, well the baby's not coming out around the same time <laughs> she's already out i just don't excuse <laughs> she dropped in november 2022 i'm like wait 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 but the, it's been like a year like yeah. all these things are happening very close together it's been the hard it's been so hard like and you've been going through some emotional shit for this past year yeah like uh it's well also like just getting my body back that was like such a big mm. struggle to deal with on top of like everything else you know um with I will say with my new show it's actually like it's like five times more filming than ridiculousness because it's like it's about your life it's a docu-series so you know ridiculousness I go there and do my job and then I get to come home and like go back to 
you know, and, and at the end of the day with filming this show, I get to have a little privacy too, but it, it is, it's invasive. It's like, uh, yeah, it's so, you know, and I'm excited for the world to get to see more but of me, a but, scared. but a little scared that it's like, <laughs> oh my God, like there's moments where like they get to see me, like literally the makeup from the night before and I'm like crying and I'm hungover and like, and, and then there's me no makeup, like going to the gym. And I'm like, I would never like let people see me like that without a filter. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. And, I'm like, and you're like, and we're going to put yeah. this on a show? And exactly. Put it on TV? Exactly. I'm in the pool with my baby doing her swimming lessons, like literally, like no hair, makeup, like same thing, no, like tired. And that's another thing, too. I've, like I said, over the years, I learned beauty rest is everything. Mm -hmm. But I have a baby now. So there's so many days of filming for the show where I didn't get any sleep the night before and I'm like oh shit I'm probably gonna look hella tired <laughs> I would do I would have either reading glasses or sunglasses on in every single fucking scene yeah I love that I can that is one thing though with this show I can wear sunglasses more like at okay. ridiculousness I couldn't be like tired and hungover You're and like... be like on stage just like in glasses I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to see the clips you know right. what I mean but like with my show that is a good thing like there was a few days where it was just like I'm just gonna throw my sunglasses on and right call it a day you know there's there have been certain episodes I wanted to do that and I'm like I'm gonna look like such a fucking diva no, that it's I fine. can't. It's fine. Can you imagine though? Like I if I was care. trying to pull an Amber Rose. No, like just I've, I've done it a few times and like this is why it's okay. And I'm telling you this, I don't know what your eyes are like. I have <laughs> the most sensitive eyes in the world. Mm -hmm. They're so sensitive. I have like hooded eyelids, like they're really small. And I like, when I laugh, it gets like extra like crink, <laughs> you know, so that I'm always getting makeup in my eye. Got it. And so like sometimes, like especially when there's bright lights, I'm like, you know what? If it's going to be really bright lights, like for a podcast or something, like I thought- Studio lighting is fucking, like I will go home. Bright. Yeah, I will go home after like a- full day of shooting and I'll like hallucinate like I'll like see like random yeah you'll shit, like, see like random those random circles sometimes yes. you know but that's why I'm like it's normal like if you got sensitive eyes put glasses on yeah like, so just say you have sensitive eyes <laughs> okay that's what I'm gonna go with but I I really commend you I can't imagine having a baby and then tr like trying to get the body back and it seems like everyone hilaria baldwin's out here like oh my god i just had a baby and i have a six pack like dude that lady's crazy i i like but that's like a like i i feel like when i see women like that who literally can snap back to being skinny right away i'm like you were like that was your god yes, sent you to this yes, earth to, to be a child maker <laughs> literally but you look incredible well i had lipo i'll be honest <laughs> I'm very I'm open about things girls and this Thank is you. this is why I'm open about it too because let me tell you it was like the roughest thing I've ever been through in my life and like nobody like is open about it so the like lipo? I've never yes I've never heard people talk about what the fucking struggle is mm -hmm. so when it when I went through with it I'm thinking like I'm just gonna be like some fashion nova girl and pop out like skinny and perfect the next <laughs> <day right? laughs> let me tell you it's the hardest thing I've ever been through in terms of okay well my mom was getting a BBL uh -huh. And halfway through, lost so much blood that they had to stop the operation. And it was like, I'm so scarred from that. But like a BBL is basically you're getting yeah, yeah. lipo and then they're putting the fat into, into yeah. your butt, right? Yeah. So I'm like horrified for those reasons. But like what what was like not fun about it for Dude, you? Because everyone has it. It's crazy. Well, so this is the number one thing that they didn't tell like they really didn't mention it even in all the stuff I was reading last minute that was freaking me out. Um, so I'm very claustrophobic. Mm. And after you have the surgery, you have to be in a really tight, you know what a faha mm -hmm. is, the tight thing, you have to be in a really tight faha and wear these like foam things. 
And so, and I, I, I did my arms. <laughs> and so I have like a whole thing on my arms too. <gasps> Basically, <sighs> I'm wrapped up so tight and I'm claustrophobic. And I'm like, I kept feeling like I couldn't breathe. It's like a straight jacket. Yes. Like you couldn't move your arms. Yes. And so that's another thing too. I told the ladies, because I had a C-section when I had my baby. And they're like, oh, you had a C-section? This is no problem then. This is nothing. But when you have a C-section, you can still use your arms. <laughs> like I, right. I got my arms done. So then I couldn't even use my arms to get up. So it's like you literally can't get up without somebody like pushing your back up. Oh, or like, yeah, dude, it was crazy. I had to get a nurse for a week. I bet. Well, they didn't tell me that either. So I love how they just are dude, like, you will be ready to go by Monday. No, You're like, I'm sorry, what? They don't like, like really make it clear, like how crazy it is. So I'm getting rolled out. And I just like, <sighs> I vaguely remember because I was so dead. I just remember just being like, in a, in a like, wheelchair? In a wheelchair just like, like okay. <laughs> and I had blood. I remember looking down and I'm oh, like, what? mind you too, they told me to bring loose sweats, but like didn't tell me how much I'd be bleeding. My dumbass brought white sweats. <laughs> So I'm looking down at my white sweats just covered in blood. And then I look up like kind of and see like my boyfriend waiting to pick me up. And I did this in Miami. And like he's kind of like um, he kind of is one of these people like he like has like blood scares like him. blood scares him like has health. Like he couldn't even be there for the C-section because he was like, I can't watch that. I'm uh -huh. going to faint. And they're like, all right, stay out of here. <laughs> right. And so he saw me get rolled out and was like. I can't take care of this. Like he was, <laughs> you're like bleeding everywhere. He literally, like, this looks like a murder scene. I cannot. Go with he this was girl. like, I'm not equipped, dude. And so he called my mom and my manager Cynthia and was like, we need to get a nurse right away. Like he was like, I, I, I don't feel safe. And so, thank God I did have the nurse. I ended up fainting one night and oh like my God. her and him both had to like bring me back to life. I fainted in the shower. And it was scary, dude. And it's like the healing process sucks. You can't go in the freaking sun forever. Okay, well, thank you for <laughs> saying that and talking about it. Because I swear to God, up until now, like, I thought lipo was like, you go in, you get a little shit sucked out, no. you get a little, and you're good to go. It's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> the way you just described it is like, it's a major surgery. I think yeah. like we downplay a lot of shit. Oh, the, like, I mean... I will say this, I kept joking. I said, now when I meet a girl and know she's got lipo, I'm low-key kind of scared of her. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, she's the type of girl that's a murderer. Like, if you if you could deal, I, I'm even that girl now. Like, yeah. after dealing with that, you're that much stronger of a human because it's such a crazy process. Damn, it like changes you. No, I'm not joking. Like That's fucking crazy. I will never, I only did that because I was like, I need a jump start to lose weight because I knew I was going to start filming for my show and I didn't want to be like huge on TV. And we see that a lot of reality stars, I'm not going to say their names, obviously have it and look incredible. Yeah. And that's what like makes, that's why I'm being so open about it. I like, love that. I don't even care. Like I know I'm going to get like the, the idiots online like, oh, like you're only skinny because you got lipo, like and? your body's fake or like whatever. And like, like I, I want to be open so that girls know because it's like, we, like you said, like we'll see certain reality stars and we're like, oh, like I want to do that. And like we just see like their glamorous side of it and totally. don't see all the pain and shit. And also a lot of these people getting it done are super rich and they got like all these like extra help. Like, right. You know, right. Like I, I do. OK, I, I could afford a nurse for a week, <laughs> but like after a week, it was like. I can't afford now, a nurse yeah. full time, you know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have a, a full time babysitter. Like, yeah. now, now I'm gonna need you. But I, I love that that you're being open and honest about it. Especially now, like 16 year olds are out here like getting shit done. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy. And I, there's nothing wrong with getting anything done at all. But I think we, yeah, we see it like 
look so pretty and look amazing on TikTok or whatever. And it's it's a surgery. Like they're cutting you open. Like they're doing things that <laughs> Chanel just told us about. And you're going to be bleeding and it's. No, it's crazy. And like, I don't even want to gross you out. Like, so you have to like get like drained after. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I remember that. That is the most like I can't. When you're like hooked up to the. The girls who do the job. I was like, they're the most noble women on this planet. Gnarly. <laughs> like, no, like they should be cleaning up like some murder. What, what was that show? Like I thought would murder people and then clean it up. Dexter, <laughs> Dexter. Okay, so like the when I see like women and nurses that take care of like the drips and yeah, shit, yeah, that's some Dexter shit. No, it was so nasty. I had to do it for my mom, but I love her, so I did it. <laughs> I, I, I had to put my shit aside and just do it. But okay, Chanel, this has been so fucking funny, and I feel like we just totally hit it off. Yeah. And I really appreciate you sharing so much stuff. You have to come on. I started a podcast with my boyfriend, so you got to come on ours too. Okay. And I'm going to go on Chanel's and I'm going to ask how, I'm going to ask for a husband on there, except I'm not Maybe we'll hook, uh, no. You You're know like, what? babe, that's not how you do it. No. You don't just ask for one. No, you don't just ask for one. But like, you know what? He does have a lot of like hot model friends, but see, that's the thing. Like, it's like, we don't want to just like be like, I, huh, uh, Yeah, but then know? now I'm seeing you and you're extremely happy so maybe i need to like get over that he's he's definitely it's the ugly ones we need to worry about <laughs> <laughs> um, no <laughs> yeah, no listen if he's ugly but like extremely funny and wealthy it works it a hundred percent that's more than i've ever dated in my entire life in one person but i will <laughs> I will 100% be coming on your show. And then where, like, where is the show going to be? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, let's give the whole spiel. Yeah. So the plug, TV plug, plug. show will be out on MTV. And I think it's also going to be on the Paramount Plus app because mm. Paramount bought Viacom. So, like, all the Viacom shows, I mean, channels like BET, VH1, all that is all on Paramount Plus now. Um, the TV show will be out in February. So stay tuned. I'm going to be posting about it so much. You won't be able to like you avoid it. Um, and yeah, you can follow me everywhere at Chanel West Coast. Instagram, Facebook, everything at Chanel West Coast. Oh, and my swimwear line. I, I'm so stupid. I forgot to bring you some today. But I'm going to hook you up with some bikinis. Oh, she will. Check out oh, Coasty Swim. Yeah, it's it's all eco-friendly, made from recycled materials. I love, 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 love that. Yes, so Incredible. I'll send you some. Okay, I'm so excited. And you guys know where to find me. So if you have an F, Franklin with a Y. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.